Is this thing on? Welcome, everybody, to episode 179 of the Whiskey and Watches podcast. It's been a while. Yeah, it has. We're tanned, rested, and ready. I don't know about that. You might be. I had two trips to Iowa, and like it's been it's been a heck of a three weeks. So, um, but well, we're back. I, I I would say that no, I'm I'm actually none of those things because number one, I am ruddy, so I don't tan. Uh, As I say, you do not tan, my friend. No, no, not at all, not at all. Rested hmm, depends. Maybe, maybe not. Ready? I'm always ready. <laughs> let's let's uh, do some podcasting, baby. Oh, how do we usually start this? I don't even remember. Um, banter mostly. We do actually. Yes, we usually delay it. We we're not quite as good as delaying the uh, wrist check and the drink check as much as like Mike and Balaj are over on Fratello Radio. Yeah, I I aspire to hit like seventeen minutes. I think the last one was like tw- like fifteen or twenty. It was it was oh, pretty yeah. impressive. It was really impressive. Yeah, um, we, we, we're not we've quite done there a, yet. We've done a good job of it, but yeah, that's all right. It's a lot more fun when Spangler's here to kind of throw us curveballs. <laughs> He's the human curveball, and that's that's why we like him. He truly is. Now the nice thing will be his work schedule with his big boy job now is no longer aligning with my oldest football practice here in the next week. So yes, hopefully all three of us will be ready to dive in with a guest next week. We've been hinting at this for, at this point, like <laughs> the better part of a month. Um, but yeah, it, uh, it was going to happen and then travel got in the way. So work travel, yeah. not fun travel. Turns, turns out, you know, for uh, adults, kind of difficult to make the schedules line up. For adults with several... Nary, nearly a dozen small children between the yeah. four of us. That's right. And Spangler doesn't have any that he is aware of. That we know of. <laughs> That's right. Eventually, that'll be it. That eventually, that joke will hit. <laughs> uh, yeah, one of my buddies at work. Uh, was always getting uh, ribbed good naturedly by uh, another one of our coworkers that yeah you know, oh just you wait until junior and princess show up <laughs> well the, this coworker that was doing the ribbing then um, got a job with another part of the company moved multiple time zones away uh, years had passed right so I of course remember this this great joke and. Talking with the original guy, saying, "Well, you know, you think that now, but just wait until Junior and Princess show up." And like the look on his face, like <laughs> as he's cracking up, like seeing that this joke from four years ago, like came cut. back to get him. Right? It's a deep yeah. cut. <laughs> it's the the deep lore. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, I I can start drink check and wrist check. You can. Yeah. yeah. I even will. Go ahead. Starting with the watch. It's the Black Bay 58. It's on the Forstner Jubilee. And, uh, uh, you know, slinky, slanky Jubilees are, are a good thing. But 
uh, that I think it's actually getting to the point where it's slightly problematic. Um, I need to like move the micro adjust in because I actually had it was so loose that it actually completely flipped uh, on me at one point <laughs> <laughs> earlier today. So I, I think I may do that uh, on air actually. Um, for the drink, this is a special one. This is something new to the podcast. Uh, since we're on video, even though you, dear listeners, are not, I'm going to uh, see if if uh, you have any clue, Spence, oh, what what I'm up to here. Well, okay. There's a milky hue to that, mm-hmm. and there's some stuff at the bottom. Mm-hmm. It's too early for eggnog with cinnamon. Mm-hmm. I don't, you're not a gin guy, so it's not a gin fizz. Nope. You're drinking it rather quick, which makes me think it's a protein shake. (laughs) Hey, yo, good guess. Good guess. It's a uh, comically uh, large ghost Chips Ahoy whey protein. Yes, it uh, is. Shake, yeah. Five, five pounds of this stuff. Uh, so when you started putting it back, I was like, "Okay, all right." I, I gave you the, can't drink I, a whiskey sour that quick. <laughs> I gave. Well, I don't know if you seen me around whiskey sours. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I guess I did kind of give the uh, game away there. Uh, yeah, so I, I have found that uh, Ghost is like hilarious. It's definitely the most Zoomer band, brand of protein. Right, uh, this this comically large uh, jar uh, on the back points out that Ghost Way was conceived to feed savagery around the clock. So that's uh, that's <laughs> cool, I guess. Um, yeah, uh, Chips Ahoy flavor, really, really good. It comes with actual little bits of Chips Ahoy in the bottom. That is hilarious. Quite good. Quite good. Excellent way to pick up 25 grams of protein per per rounded scoop and uh, 160 calories. You know, you see, you're getting 60 bonus calories because protein's four four kcal per gram. It's all right. Don't don't be scared. We're we're not scared. It's great stuff. Highly recommend. It's got the the buzz seal of approval. That's reminding me of, I saw a, a clip from Parks and Rec recently on the gram, and it was uh, when uh, Tom and Donna take Ron to go see, like, the trendy lady in town, like the trend store, and she's like, you've heard of of soy milk and almond milk, but the hottest craze this year is beef milk. <laughs> 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 and Ron's just like, it's bleeping milk. <laughs> No, no, it's not. I, <laughs> I um, actually started rewatching Parks and Rec. I love season one because the pit, yes, is the antagonist. Like, <laughs> I think it's it's really pretty brilliant that you're able to to make. A, literally a hole in the ground the antagonist for a series well you know talk to people in lexington about that <laughs> mm-hmm. i feel like there's uh i feel like there's probably i don't know a hundred or so cities that have the same issue 
One of them being uh, the second Cor- largest city in Kentucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Corvette plant. Oh, not even that. You know what oh, I'm talking yeah. about? Well, that that was a sinkhole. That was a, that was a non-planned pit. The one I'm talking about in Lexington was supposed to be something, and then it never happened. Oh. Yeah, yeah. There's a uh, if you go to downtown Lexington, there's like a city block that was dug out to put in a parking garage, and there's supposed to be a development that went on top of it. And like eight years later, still this, it may have been resolved by them, but like I was going to Lexington cause I had some clients there. I would go there two or three times a year, like for four years and like it's just the same, just this fenced off area, <laughs> downtown Lexington. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. Hole in the ground. Yeah. Quite, quite good. Quite good. I also realized someone else I worked with reminds me incredibly of of Leslie Nope, the like boundless optimism. Yeah, be good to feel that some days. <laughs> I'll let you know if it ever happens. <laughs> Pretty confident it's not. Yeah, I agree. Uh, all right. Yeah. Well, don't, don't hold your breath. Yeah. I can go next, and I'll start with the glass. I am drinking um, Beagle Rare, uh-huh. barrel pick from Amori's in Madison Heights, Michigan. The same same bottle. I'm nearly finished with the bottle that my brother-in-law brought down either two years ago or three years ago. The reason I'm okay kind of finishing it is because at some point in the last 12 months, I got another bottle just straight from Martin's up in South Bend last time I was there. So, so fully stocked on the Eagle Rare. So might as well be, might as well be enjoying it. Um, on the wrist, there's a new edition of sorts, um, because I haven't talked about the new strap habit, rubber pink strap that I acquired Mm -hmm. to put on all of my 20 millimeter watches. I thought about going with a 22 millimeter this year, but I realized I only had two watches that had that lug spacing. So it would kind of be a waste. And I, you know, wanted to troll by posting this on all of my watches at some point, uh, during the month of October to raise awareness. Um, so, and, and, you know, there's several, couple people I know, one of them lives very nearby kind of battling breast cancer or, the, or, or, or kind of in recovery from, from the battle. So it's, it's fun to wear. I do think I'll probably dust off the sailcloth strap because I don't want to take the quick release lugs off or spring bars off of this one yet to squeeze it into a couple. So, the old one may make an appearance on a couple of watches, depending on how well this one fits. But uh, got it on the uh, the Grand Seiko SBGE two four nine, which maybe up on a forum. Not completely <laughs> sold on selling it yet. It's funny how like oddly putting this beautiful watch on a rubber strap like makes me want to wear it more, even though the bracelet, like, when sized appropriately, is absolutely you know just just fine for for the watch. I actually think Grand Seiko bracelets are actually quite nice. They're clasps if you're looking for something. And I think this is the issue. I think if you're looking for something akin to a, uh, we've talked about this plenty of times, something akin to a sport watch clasp from Rolex or Tudor, yeah, they leave a lot to be desired. They're sports watch clasps. But if you're comparing, I guess the date just now has easy link. But at the end of the day, if you're comparing just a standard, like, non-diver, just regular three-hander or four-hander like this watch, which I would say is, I don't say it's a dress watch by any means. It's got 150 meters of water resistance. It's a thicker case with the spring drive movement, the older version, but very, very 
dress looking because of the finishing and the dial just it's a really nice clasp once it's sized like it's not anything special there's no micro adjust there's nothing there so getting a fit can be a challenge if you don't you know if you're not a person who has a the right size for a half link but i, I think they 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 the bracelets themselves are very nice they drape really well and they're incredibly comfortable they're just you know they're just they don't have the the cool features that the Rolex ones do, which, you know, they save that engineering, I guess, for the movement technology. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Just it, it's still hilarious, right? That they invent spring drive, they invent quartz, and the high beat is also. I mean, others make fast automatics, but yeah. it's also pretty stinking special. Well, it's, and they, they did it's like it's hilarious. They, they a bunch of new stuff, yeah, yeah. It's just it's hilarious because there there's so much excellence there from a technical from a movement perspective, but then again, they also have the art dials, the polishing, the the aesthetic side, like nailed. Also, yeah, no, absolutely. Oh, there's just something cool about them. So, oh yeah. I don't know. Make me think about it. I don't know. I'm. Uh, <laughs> there hasn't been any action on this or several others, which we can do a quick fresh form find because I'm sure we both have watches to move. Um, mm-hmm. Before we dig into watch brands who listen after after we get to fresh form finds, but uh, I I can go real quick. There's still several watches on the forum. The SRQ zero two nine. The SP, SPB199J1, which is the Mountain Glacier Alpinist, with the two straps and the deployance. The SARX069, the nicest watch in my collection, which is the Seiko Turnograph. Um, and then the previously mentioned watch that is currently on my wrist, which, considering. So they're out there on the forums. I think their prices have been cut. So shoot me a DM, go out to the forums. Talk to my buddy Nelson, who's got them posted for me because I don't have enough posts on the forums to sell. Uh, anyway, it is what it is. Post and yeah. Do you still have anything for sale? I can't remember. I do. I do. I still. I still have the uh, the Monta for sale. Uh, the guy that was interested and then not. Um, Womp womp. Another guy wanted to buy a, you know, a pretty, uh, pretty big low ball. I'm like, eh, no thanks. Um, yeah. Hey, shooters are gonna shoot, right? Oh yeah. But, uh, yeah. Not, uh, not gonna lock that, lock that price in. Uh, so yeah, I got that. I'm trying to remember. If there's anything else, I don't think so. Isn't that terrible? You, you yeah. Would, you would think that I'd be a little bit more more into that, but yeah, it's all right. Yeah. Well, after that brief fresh form finds, which mm-hmm. DM us if you have any interest in those four or five watches. Mm-hmm. There's a watch, especially brand. a Monta Sky Quest. Yeah. <laughs> There's a watch brand who, who might listen to this episode. 
or at least a certain article on Fratello, because our friends at Seiko have finally brought back the Navigator Timer, which they call like the Prospects Land GMT, which even in the article in the press material, they're calling it the Navigator Timer re-edition. Hmm. And I gotta say, it looks really good. <laughs> oh, yeah. 38 millimeter, cushion case, crown at four, date at three, five link semi-jubilee style bracelet. 38 mil, I think I already said, 12 and a half thick, rotating, bi-directional, 24-hour bezel. The only thing, and I wrote about this in the article when I said, hey, Seiko, bring this back. <laughs> and they brought it back. The only thing, and this is where I will disagree with them, because this was their chance to make it something new and better, is they put in the movement that is in the new Prospects Divers, Diver GMT. So it is a collar GMT, not a flyer GMT. It is a limited edition, I think 4,400 pieces, whatever. Um, now, I think the Seiko Nuts and our buddy Mike Stockton would agree because he wrote up the release article for um, Fratello. The original was a collar GMT, as, you know, as was the Rolex GMT Master. Right. So like it was a collar GMT. The new one is a collar GMT, so like it's technically accurate to the watch that it is kind of hearkening back to. But they got a movement. Come on, man. I like if that would have been a flyer, that would have been so cool. Yeah. Oh well. I mean, when you hit virtually everything else, I guess you can't complain all that much, right? I mean pretty much literally everything else. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, it's it's a lot better uh, for it to lack the movement that that you want than, for example, you know, being forty three millimeters, fourteen thick, any of those yeah. things. Yes, no, com- completely agree. I I absolutely absolutely love the anthracite dial and the red hand. Really good colors. They nailed that. But here's really the only good. here's the only other thing that I keep going back to though. I know they're doing this as an LE, but they've got the movement. Now they've got the Kate. Like I want the gray and the red because I think that is going to be the best color combination. But I can see some other really good color combinations coming out of this model that are non-limited. And that's going to like, there's, I know there's going to be one that they're going to do and be like, oh, that one looks really good too. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of like, kind of like, I mean, I'll be, I'll be honest, like the SPB 149 and essentially all of the 62 Mossery editions that they've done, they don't all speak to me. And I, I still like the one I have the best, maybe. But man, some mm. of the like the ice divers, like some of the texture dials they've done in that case have been just bangers. And you're like, like they're starting to figure out, like, hey, we've got some really good models. If we put some really cool, cool dials and cool color combinations in it, like there could be almost something for any, any and everybody. Like if 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 you're looking for a dive watch, just like a singular unit of dive watch, and you don't want to spend, like we we all agree that the Pelagos 39 is essentially, essentially, I guess it doesn't have a date, right? The Pelagos 39 doesn't have a date. If it had a date, it would essentially be like a perfect unit of dive watch. Like that would be ideal. 
It is modern dive watch. It is. But I would say that the anything in the SPB series of that 62 Moss case, or if you don't like that, like so, like the Marine Master 200 case, like the slimmed Marine Master case, especially now that they have the GMTs there, man, like you just want a dive watch, just go spend 1300 bucks on a Seiko and call it a day and don't ever look back because you yes. can beat it to hell and it's just going to be there. It's going to be the best. Like you can get, I think there's some you can maybe even get in titanium. There's some that you get in steel. Some of them have crazy dials. Some are very sterile and like just normal. Like, hey, I just want a black dial dive watch. You can get the Slim Willard, the barrel case one. Like you can like just go buy a Seiko Prospects. There's going to be something that you like. They're all good. Yep. Yeah, you, you don't have to overthink that one. No. I mean... Obviously, us advocating for that is like directly uh, against our interest as podcasters in the watch space. But uh, I really, I mean, it really is. But they're just so good. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a very reasonable course of action. Very reasonable. Just don't think about it. Just go, go to a jeweler that carries Seiko and say, "Where are your Seikos? Where are your Seiko divers? Or maybe GMTs or diver GMTs, and just figure out what you want to spend and buy one." And then walk out of the store and don't ever think about it again. <laughs> don't ever think about it again. I'm not even telling you to spend Seamaster money. Like, just go. Yeah. Which you could also reasonably do. Like, if you want to spend more, like, just go get a Bond watch. Or if you like the vintage look, get a Seamaster 300M or 300. Or if you like space and astronaut stuff, get a Speedy. Buy that. Walk out. Forget it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a very, very reasonable way to go. And I'd say go buy a Tudor Black Bay 58, but there's probably not going to be in stock. That's the problem. Like, I would, like, there's a lot of stuff in Tudor's lineup. I'd say just go get that then. Like, if you want to spend, like, you don't want to spend Seamaster money, but you want to spend more than Seiko, go get a Tudor. You probably can't, though. (laughs) That's the problem. I don't know. I mean, I, I think that they've got so many lines within the black bay i gotta believe that actually some are going to be present at the jeweler yeah i mean some probably will like i guess right now there's you could get a new black bay 41 on oyster with t-fit mm-hmm. and richter and phillips like that at least when i talked with schlomer last week that was still available yeah i i gotta believe but then again i mean Nobody's going to spend that amount of money to not get the one that they want. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, um, if you really want the Tudor, but the problem is, unlike Rolex, where there are display only models, Tudor doesn't mm-hmm. do that yet. So, like, they'll get one in and they'll, like, keep it for a few days until somebody claims it. But, like, unless you're there while it's there, you may not get to see one. Oh, and I, I hope that. Tudor does not go the we have to have display models route because I mean in some way that's good that you can see what you're lusting after and not just have to guess but it's also like a white flag like no we have no interest in filling demand yep yep So I really hope that uh, Rolex's little bro does not take after big bro and start making display onlys. Also, speaking of 
Speaking of G- Seiko GMTs with anthracite dials, I know we talked at some point. I know I think Bro like and Schmitty mentioned the uh, the yellow and kind of the new um, uh, not Rupert Pepsi that the Seiko Five GMT came out with. They have the yellow and the Pepsi style, but they also have the one with the gold PVD bezel with an anthracite dial, which that one looks good. Why didn't they make the center links on the Jubilee Gold though? Like that would, that would have been sweet. Because <laughs> it would have been too good. I mean, you can't go wrong with I, like I like I said I had the orange one. I let it go because I I knew this other one was coming, and I knew that if I had that orange GMT and this one in the in the, the thirty the thirty eight millimeter one in the case, the orange one's not gonna it's gonna get worn on Halloween, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Like, I loved that watch. It was a great watch. They wore amazingly. It's just like, I'm going to get the other one, and I'm only going to want to wear that one. So cut your losses. But anyway, our boy Nick's got a watch to wear the Bengals games in Tennessee where they got their stuff pushed in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey. It, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, the Brown season is going to hell in a handbasket quickly um so i gotta ask you i gotta ask you the but like i still look down on the Bengals, not not just because we've had their number perpetually but like it it seems like a a far greater tragedy that like they actually had big-time aspirations that were somewhat realistic and they're just stepping all over their own junk the only thing that I'll say that I I can appreciate about the NFL season is the fact that it is actually still early and crazy stuff can happen. So the Bengals oh, look completely time. inept, completely inept. And I guess you know they played they played the Cardinals, which I don't really know where the Cardinals are because the Cardinals looked really bad, and then they beat Dallas, and like so I don't know. Sometimes you just need that confidence boost. The Bengals like i feel like crazier things have happened you know burrow gets healthy and you know they get higgins back and they 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 look decent no idea never know um i gotta ask you about though your your quarterback situation because i know deshaun was a scratch and it's like uh, who's i don't know who they started but the other backup so when i was in iowa dtr dorian thompson robinson who yeah but who's the other guy pj what's his name uh, da, 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 da. so for some reason is it I PJ want to Walker? Say Walker. Yeah, it is PJ Walker. Yeah, they called so him asked, up from the practice squad. Yeah, well, I asked my buddy who's in these offsite kind of classes with me, who's from Cleveland, lives in Cleveland. Like, oddly enough, his insurance agent, who's his younger brother's best friend from high school, has been in the booth with Taylor Swift because he's like Travis. Is, like, he went to high school with the Kelsey brothers. So okay. AJ's a little bit older than Jason, but like his younger brother was like best friends with the same group that Travis was friends with, but he's like the one who hasn't stayed in touch. So he's the one who doesn't go to all the games. Oh, that sucks. Like like their other buddy who caddies for Travis and all the pro-ams, who does all this, is an insurance agent. He goes, yeah, that's my insurance agent. <laughs> like sitting, he goes, that's my buddy, that's my younger brother's best friend from high school, who's my insurance guy, who's sitting between Taylor Swift and Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> my little sister used to date him. <laughs> like, 
So these conversations have been hilarious when I've been in Iowa. But um, he was like, well, he goes, yeah, they he goes, I don't know why they played Dorian Thompson Robertson or whatever his name yeah. is. He's like, they signed PJ Walker off the practice squad. I was like, didn't he play for like when Lamar was injured and like he kind of did okay for the Ravens? And he's like, he goes, yeah, he goes, would have been a much better option than who they actually started. Well, DTR looked incredible in in the um, preseason because because okay, so our, 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 our well, no, no kidding um, <laughs> because our um, they were so confident in them because our first backup all during preseason was Josh Dobbs, the Cardinals now yeah starter, <laughs> Cardinals now starter, yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah, we got. Got a deal to send them to Arizona, and we're like, ah, well, we'll we'll be fine. Well, newsflash: we would not be fine. They were not fine. <laughs> they were not fine. Yeah. What? Uh, what crap? Where? Uh, I, I did not. I did not like the uh, acquisition of Watson at all. Uh, it just. Seemed too rich and too dependent on him getting back to good form. And, well, guess what? Like, Houston, like, he ran a different offense than what we, we normally run. Like, it just, it's frustrating. Even more than normal to, to, to be a Browns fan. <laughs> That's it's not like it's not frustrating to be a Browns fan. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Freaking, the, um... Stupid Baker Mayfield is now like doing well. Maybe he's watching game film on the iPad more than zero point zero hours, like he did when he was with the Browns. That was Johnny Manziel. <laughs> oh well, they're <laughs> all the same. Different guy. Me, damn it, they're different, slackers. Different, different guy. Can. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> can tell how much animus I have for old quarterbacks that never did anything. Gosh. <sighs> yeah. Not not good, but hey, we're not uh not a Bears fan. So at this point we're just hopeless. Although after the last two games, one of which they won, one of which they found a way to blow to the Broncos, um Somehow Justin Fields' stats have improved <laughs> significantly. Um, so I, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, it's a crapshoot, but it is what it is. It's because uh, I saw a I saw a Justin Fields Patrick Mahomes season stat comparison right now, and I, it was closer than it needed to be. Um, I just want to see if that's like realistic. Let's see here. It's just not career. Okay, so twenty. Okay, so yeah, his rating for twenty twenty three, despite us being terrible, twenty twenty three, eleven hundred and forty three passing yards, eleven touchdowns, five picks, rating of ninety five four. Let me see if I can find Pat Mahomes. Okay, twenty twenty three. Yeah, no, this is not wrong. This is not wrong. I'm gonna say a lot of similar numbers here, Buzzy. Passing yards, 1287, 10 TDs, four interceptions, rating of 96. <laughs> so, 
You tell me. <laughs> clearly, clearly, I know nothing. Yep. <laughs> Justin Fields is, is doing as well as Patrick Mahomes is this year. Bizarre. Really strange. Anyway, oh, should we move on to other new releases? Yes, we should. Yes, we should. Uh, yeah. Um, you want to go to Certina? What do you want, Zenith? I was going to go to Certina. Oh, let's go to Certina, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm certain that I think the uh, Certina DS7 is pretty spiffy. Now, yes, elephant in the room. Uh Trumpets loud and clear that the date windows a little close to uh, the center, uh, so that's the same the same sin as the large uh, model of the Tudor Royal. Yes, the more that you look at this like assemblage of offerings, because they didn't like start with a black dial and dribble out colorways over time they like threw a ton of stuff at the wall which the i close- kind of appreciate it's like hey this is what we're gonna do here's mm-hmm. the whole collection pick one yeah. versus oh here's a blue one wait three months oh here's that green one you wanted well <laughs> shit i just dropped money on the blue one you son of a bitch <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so yeah they've got six different colorways out the closer you look at it the more odd uh, it gets right because the steel ones like those are actually black PVD center links. Those aren't just like really reflective. Right. I thought they were really reflective. I, was like, I did that too. looks good. And then our buddy Mike pointed that out in the article, which apparently we're only talking about watch- watches that Mike wrote up um, for Fratello mm-hmm. thus far. Works for me. The the only one that isn't like that is the Tiffany Blue. Or the turquoise that has polished, like true polished center links. They aren't colored, mm-hmm. so true. And then you've got a uh, blue titanium, which is probably the one to get, really, uh, without a doubt. And, and that's that's me that doesn't like titanium validly, but I think it's kind of incredible that you pay only another sixty five. Yeah, Swiss francs, whatever the hell that is in real money, uh, <laughs> to to get an exotic uh, metal. Well, and, and then the, doing the a gold lot. one's kind of sweet too. The gold one is really sweet. I I would agree with you. Oh, what I would say though is Certina in one of their divers has done titanium for again not a big premium over steel. Um, so like if any brand was going to do it, it makes sense that it's Certina because they released a titanium dive watch over the summer that everybody really liked that was titanium like obviously titanium so the gold is sweet though the other thing is to me with the lower contrast between the white date window and the gold it's a little less glaring yeah with the date window location Agreed. it's cool I, I I like the fact that um Swatch Group is doing something funky and fun, and you know you you can't beat that uh, sub one thousand Swiss franc pricing, right? And it's thirty nine millimeters, which our biggest complaint with how that forty millimeter PRX wears is it just wears a little big. 
Yeah. And the 35 is a little small. So somewhere like 37, 38 is perfect. This one comes in at 39 and it's a little bit more of a rounded case. Makes me think that this one would wear really well. The only problem is who carries Certina? <laughs> Good question. All right. Um, yeah, it is a shame because yeah. they've got a lot of pretty cool stuff. They do. All confusingly called the DS, seemingly. But, uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind checking some of this stuff out in real life. But, Same. yeah, where, where do you go? I mean, I don't know. I'm sure there's a way we could figure it out, but, you know. Seems like work. It does. We could go on to Zenith now, who they released. Um, it. It's going to draw comparisons anyway, so I might as well put this out there. There is a white gold version of the Daytona that has a blue dial with red slash orange accents. They came out with a blue sunray finish with the blue dark or anthracite and light gray subdials with a steel bezel. Uh, Chronomaster Sport, which looks the business. Uh, it might be... If it's not my favorite in the collection now, it's only because the limited edition pink dial, the all pink dial that they did for uh, Breast Cancer Awareness Month, it's a LE of 550 pieces. Um, I could kind of go either way because I think it's a really good pink dial. And I love the fact that they brought that they're using a steel bezel on this. Like it actually kind of, in some ways, makes it a little bit more, I don't want to say like dressy, but like it kind of classes it up a little bit. Man, that blue dial is is absolutely killer. Yes. Really good. Um, I don't have the Verve or Pocketbook to pull it off, but the uh, the pink one is sweet. Yeah. Pink <laughs> it looks sweet. good. It looks Zenith, really good. Zenith is just like running into a grade A sweet problem to have of... Like, oh, darn, we've just got so many beautiful chronographs. However, could you pick one? I mean, realistically, that is kind of where they're at. And I, so there. Oh, what was the one that they did with... I, I'll give you the name here in a second, but let me... Well, let me... Well, we know I love the Defy Revival Shadow, but there was a De- Re- Defy El Primero collab. Oh, was it? I got to figure this out because it was with a DJ, a London DJ, <laughs> which, oh, is it this one? Go DJ. That's my Carl DJ. Cox. Oh yes. Yes. Look that this guy. look dude, look this up. It's on Revolution magazine. It's the uh Defy Extreme collab with DJ Carl Cox. Like I say that and you're like you're like what what the hell is he gonna have me look at? Look at this thing. <laughs> look at this thing. It is well, gorgeous. So it's a Defy Extreme, which it, it's a it's very big. <laughs> An ostentation to ostentatious, but it is essentially what is this? Is it? Um, yes. That's sweet. Sandblasted stainless steel and yellow gold, like with a <laughs> with a black dial, and it's the Defy Extreme. Like, look! I mean, isn't that thing awesome? 
That thing is absolutely awesome. (laughs) It it does absurd and um, hits it. It, It's walking. I feel like there's got to be like a similar, like the crazy hot and like the Vicky Mendoza diagonal. Uh Right. I feel like there's a a similar thing with like ostentatious and expensive. Right. I mean, it's thirty thousand USD. It's limited to a hundred pieces, forty-five millimeters uh, in diameter. Two hundred meter water resistance on a one one hundredth of a second chronograph, though. Like, let's be real. That's pretty legit. That's pretty fun. (laughs) I mean, like to your point, though. I mean, and in fairness, the 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 subdials are snailed to look like records. (laughs) Like it. It's a bit much, but like when you actually look at it, like man, if I didn't know that was an L, like an LE piece with a, a a DJ, this is this is pretty sick. Yeah, it is. And I even like their new pilot line. Their new pilot line with the horizontal like you know rakes on the dot. Like it's they they've got a lot of good stuff. They've got a lot of good stuff. Yeah, it's could be a Zenith guy, man. <sighs> Do you have enough slacks? Working on it. Working on it. All right, my man. Working on it. Oh, speaking of slacks, uh, anybody interested, go to uh, our boy Trevor Furbay Bespoke Friday from 4 to 7, and our friend Mitch, who was on with his brother Zach, will be there with the folks from Atelier Monroe doing a uh, trunk show. So, Ooh. yeah, go hang out. Come hang out. Like, they have good stuff, they have really good stuff. Like I ended up when when I was over there when I was talking about being over there a few weeks ago, I ended up with two of their jackets. They are Chef's Kiss. Um, <laughs> so anyway, that's what I will say. But nice. nice. Continuing. So yeah, Zenith dropping bangers as always. Yeah. <sighs> yep, that's what they do. Yep. I feel like there was something else. Was there another one? Or was, were those all of the releases? All of the releases. Uh, actually, no. Uh, one that we didn't talk about ahead of time uh, that I do want to to talk to is the uh, that anniversary uh, Blanc Pond in the bronze gold. Yeah. It's, uh, it's gorgeous. Yeah. And, like... It's also 2X the Seamaster 300 bronze gold. 2 plus? Granted, two, 2X plus. Yeah. Oh, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 30, 32K versus 13. Yeah. yeah. Um, that, obviously. That, that, one of those is not Nelly. Obviously, I yep. uh, don't actually care. <laughs> Uh, but but what I will say what I will say here though is uh, oddly enough what they what they both have in common is that neither of them have anything engraved on the side which is a step up from some of the other Blancpain LEs uh, uh, that happened recently. Um, so I will say I've tried on that bronze gold Seamaster three hundred multiple times, and that alloy is gorgeous. I, I still struggle with as a bracelet boy. Oh yeah, getting a watch that either comes on like oddly enough, oddly enough, 
if they would have put the Seamaster on a NATO with bronze gold hardware, I don't know that I would own it necessarily because I would have had to move some stuff out to get that. But it was under consideration when I changed jobs between that and the Speedy. Well, the Speedy, and I'm really glad I went with the Speedy. But had that not been on leather, had it been on a NATO, it might have been closer in the running. I will say that watch is objectively beautiful. Now, I'm sure the Blanc Pond is unbelievable in the metal. It has all of the things that all of us watch nerds love. It has the moisture indicator. It's the right size. Like it's, it's the vintage aesthetic. It's got everything. But it's thirty thousand bucks, man. It, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot for something beautiful. And uh, yeah, the Seamaster three hundred. No matter how it comes, it's gorgeous. One of the guys at work has one, and uh, it's an eye catcher. Um, I don't think I think LEs rarely make um, logical sense, right? In the the cold, sober light of day. But I also don't necessarily know they're also that they're always that like nuts in the price. So there's a there's clearly a premium here between. The brands. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, undis- for sure. And then it's an LE, and then it's got, you know, it's whatever. So it's never going to be, it wasn't ever going to be within a stone's throw of the Omega. Right. I think when I was talking, like, because Mike and I were texting about this, I was curious, like, hey, like, so. I was thinking, you know, 15, 16, and he was like, no, they got to put distance. It's got to be at least 18, maybe even nearing 20. And then when we saw 30, we're like, oof, (laughs) that's a lot. Because I feel like at a certain point, we're always going to make that comparison. Oh, for sure. Between those two watches with the same alloy. But like knowing how you've positioned both of the brands – there's going to have to be a premium. Like, is is around 20k the spot where we feel like okay, this is getting absurd? Like, if they if they had it at like 19.5, would you say okay, this is absurd? No, no, not at all. If they had it at 21.5, would you say okay, this is absurd? I would be far less to um, quick to draw that conclusion so so what i would guess that is somewhere between the eight and ten thousand dollar delta so it's Mm -hmm. 13 to so if you were like at 21 22 20 even 23 you'd be like eh maybe it's not that absurd given brand positioning movement finishing things like that now i think the interesting thing too is i didn't know this when you turn the movement over the blanc pond is finished but like i don't know it's it's not like depending on what you're looking for, it may not be as 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 decorated as the coaxial movement in the uh That all being said, that all being said, somewhere in the low twenties, you're right, probably makes some sense. But like thirty. Poof. Yeah. It's rough. Very it is, it is objectively a gorgeous watch, though. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. 
which I feel like we're just riffing off of Fratello articles at this point. Although that was just that's where we like to go for our source on new watch releases. So in fairness, that was where we picked all of our, our watch releases from. That's true. Um, there, uh, there was an article that I think it was Tomas wrote on why do we cling to specs so much as watch nerds? Like, why can't we just say we objectively like the way something looks? And I think in some ways his article hints at, well, taste is, is subjective and isn't subjective. Like there are certain design things that make something objectively more attractive than other things, but we're not all trained designers. So we can't really speak to that. We just say, I like the way it looks. So like, why do we, his his point was, why do we discount liking the way something looks as watch collectors? Why do we cling to power reserve or accuracy or I mean, I will say he talked about craftsmanship. That to me kind of goes both ways because hand finishing and all that can justify the price of a watch. But also, there are certain things like I'm looking at the watch on my wrist. There's the Ratsu polishing that they do over at Grand Seiko. It is a, a craft. It is unbelievable craftsmanship. But it's not anything that makes the watch more technically better than anything else. It doesn't make it more accurate. It doesn't. It makes it just objectively more shiny and beautiful. So, like that type of craftsmanship plays into the I think it is attractive. Mm-hmm. It doesn't go to, it's not a spec for spec's sake. Whereas like 100 hour power reserve, like on the Blanc Pond, is spec for spec's sake. Yeah. Well, I can tell you exactly why people cling to specs instead of beauty or because they like it. These are the wages of materialism. And like a fish swimming in water, you don't even understand you're swimming in in the materialist mindset. You're in a, a world that has taken materialism hook, line, and sinker, right? They thought that all there is is material, is, is things. That view inherently leaves no room for beauty because beauty is not a, a thing that can be put on a, a spreadsheet and a, a bullet points in, in all of that. Right. I mean, even outside of watches, right? I mean, uh, the song lyrics about, uh, you know, having, uh, you know, dopamine high when I see you or what, whatever. Um, I don't listen to that, um, uh, that one guitar guy, John Mayer, but I know he's got, got songs with lyrics like that. Uh, okay. So maybe that describes what, is going on chemically in someone's brain, but it doesn't describe the feeling of being in love at all. Like in, and it's very sad, misguided people that would attempt to explain things like that in purely material terms. Um, so yeah, that's part, part of my, uh, denunciation of like, you know, most of modernity uh, in materialism it's it's incomplete it's a really shallow way to view the world and that's why you see people clinging to silly things like specs in, instead of uh you know i like it i mean it, it's like that that 
uh, Midwit Mountain meme, right, with the IQ distribution and the yes. the, the the slow guy at, at the bottom of the spectrum and, and the brainiac at the top have the same same response, right? That those guys are both. I think that watch looks cool, and it's the Midwit in the middle of the IQ distribution that's saying, "Well, you know, it's uh, two hundred you know meters." Blah 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 blah. I mean, obviously, we're we're guilty of all of that. Um, some of it too is probably just trying to justify the, the monetary outlay. Yeah, but I think the fact that you're conditioned to do that at all is is materialism. Well, and there's there's a hierarchy of all of the the brands and where they should fall. Mm-hmm. And we see that with, oh, this brand can't charge X for that. That's not their brand equity. And I'm like, well, you'll pay more for a lesser watch from like, so it's interesting because specs are used to justify the higher end purchases, but sometimes specs don't always lead you in the same direction. So then you have to claim, like you go to, oh, well, this one's handmade. Well, if it's handmade, that means it's less accurate. Well, yes, but I like the idea of like, so it, it's honestly, it's, it's whatever helps you sleep at night. To justify oh, yeah. the purchase. So whether it's spec, whether it's brand equity, whether it is whatever, it's essentially all of us nerds justifying why we put things on our wrists that we honestly probably don't need anymore. Uh, and it's funny too. Like I think that you're really onto something with the specs don't always justify the price. Because if you think of uh, some of the stuff that tags come out with some of the stuff new stuff that brightlings come out with things that by some objective material standard should be like pretty stinking impressive but you know both of those companies are kind of recovering if you will um you know um brand uh identity or equity wise and you think Ooh, you know that's uh, that seems a bit steep for a tag, right? Mm-hmm. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, we've we've seen some of that, and it's with with our friends over at Oris. It's like, ooh, that's that's expensive for them, and it's like, well, what are they putting into it? And if if another brand like it, it was expensive for them, and in some ways, like if you look at a brand like. There's a brand that left the U.S. market for a while, didn't really have a lot going on for it, and then came back to the U.S. market with like one or two really cool, good watches. And for for with an Eta movement in them, with with you know a good watch, but like they they got a pass because of their parent company. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, if you look now, I would argue that comparatively, some of what they do is still rather value oriented if you can find it again that goes to like they have they've increased their prices but not like if you look at what they charge for the tudor ranger yes with a chronometer certified movement at right around 3k on that bracelet with t-fit that that seems like a pretty good value now i would argue that some of the stuff that they came out with when they re-entered the u.s market was good not great but they got a pass because of their affiliation with the parent company so it, it's it's all very interesting on how we choose to justify things, and it's either 
affiliations. It's, it's honestly, I feel like for collectors, for people who are buying anything, because at the end of the day, it's, it, it, I mean, you can translate this to cars, you can translate this to appliances, things like that. At the end of the day, they all are spec similarly. They all achieve largely the same goal. There are different, you know, there's a difference between there. There's a difference in quality and getting what you pay for. But at the end of the day, like we should all be driving Toyota Corollas or Honda Civics, and we should all be wearing Casio F91Ws. But we don't because certain other things on the other vehicles and the other watches, or whatever, speak to us, and we will use whatever means necessary to justify. Because the weird thing is, too, we aren't justifying it to ourselves. Yeah, we're trying to justify it to others. Exactly. We're trying to justify to others why we're not stupid. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, anyway. Which goes back to buy what you like and just be okay with why you like it. Buy what you like. Reject materialism. It's a bad mindset. We, we are souls in the material world materialism the fact that we're just a, a bunch of of chemistry sets that will that will inherently lead to only terrible things and on that bombshell i think it's time to end hopefully we'll be diving into something fun next time as well Hey-o. catch everybody later see ya